Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com this upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. The harder the struggle, the more glorious the triumph. Swami Sivananda. Like my, my emotion is pretty low. I'm flat, you know, not excited because this is like really normal thing to me. It's, I'm not, you know, super excited by, by those things because, you know, it's kind of, it, it gets, it, it starts to become your, you know, natural thing, you know, okay, you know, it's, it was a nasty storm on, you know, 13,000 feet and it was lightning. Yeah, it was scary, you know, and people are like, oh, tell me more, you know, like, yeah, you know, it's, you know some lightning was there so we had to go down not to get killed and you know they cannot grasp that so they're like how can you be so calm <laughs> like, yeah that's you know you have to be a little bit crazy so yeah they think I'm, I'm a little bit crazy i'm doc and this is the john freaking Mirpod. Welcome to the John Freakin' Muir Pod. Lace up those boots and sling on the pack for a romp through trails, short and long. With your host and renaissance man, Doc, it's time to embrace the suck. Welcome back to another week on the trail, dirt bags and hiker trash. I'm Doc and this is the John Freakin' Muir Pod. Let's start off with a reminder. If you are enjoying the podcast, take just a minute to help us out. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you're not enjoying the pod, well, just go ahead and keep that to yourself. 
All right, let's get to this week's guest who wears many hats. He is a thru-hiker, a documentary filmmaker, a writer, an adventurer, and the creator of the Croatian Long Trail. Welcome back to the John Freaking Muir Pod, Nikola Horvat. How's it going, Nikola? Hi, I'm good, thank you, and thank you for inviting me once again. Absolutely. Yeah, you were on, I think it was season two, so it's a couple seasons ago, and we talked about your PCT thru-hike and also your excellent uh documentary short that was that uh, was on youtube why why I, why do i hike why do i hike yeah 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 now almost on two million views oh. so it's it's going good <laughs> fantastic fantastic and we'll we're going to circle around uh circle back to that in, in just a little bit and just kind of remind folks about what that was all about and where they can find it but um in the meantime i know that you picked up a trail name on your PCT through hike, why don't you remind us what that what that uh, trail name is? Yeah, it's Tesla. Uh, so it was a day at Casa de Luna, uh, and uh, one hiker asked me like, "What's your name?" And I'm like, "I'm Nikola from Croatia." And he was like, "Okay, you're Tesla from now on." And I was like, "Oh, really? <laughs> well, that's a bigger responsibility to carry Tesla, Nikola Tesla name, right?" Uh, so. I was like, okay, that's a good trail name. I like it. I like it. And uh, then on the trail, when I said to people like, hi, Tesla, you know, fist bump. And they're like, oh, like a car. So I was like, uh, no, <laughs> like a physicist. So after, um, I don't know, 20 times that somebody told me like, oh, like a car. I was like, yeah, like a car. <laughs> <laughs> you just gave in. <laughs> yeah. Easier. So they were like, oh, you have a Tesla car. Back then in 2016, that was like pretty uh, not usual like today. So I was like, no, I don't have a car. And then later on, I was like, yeah, 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 I have a Tesla car, right? If you want me to say it, why not, right? <laughs> yeah. So for some of our younger listeners who may be listening in, who who may be think, having the same conversation in their head, you know, Tesla, it's a car. It's a car. Uh, just to, to give you context, Nikola Tesla uh, was one of the great minds the world has seen. Right? He was he was a physicist, an inventor. He, a lot of a lot of his ideas are in our our uh, our world today. And yeah. uh, Musk, Elon Musk, named his car company after Nikola Tesla. Nikola Tesla, yeah. And he was born like maybe a two hour drive from my hometown uh, there is a village called smilan and there is this house and it's museum today and he was born there in orthodox christian orthodox family his father was a, uh, a serbian orthodox priest but living in croatia so he always was saying that he is like uh, he's a uh, proud of serbian people and croatian country so he was like he's like Croatian and Serbian pride, you know, there's something that connects us together. Right. And Croatia, a few days ago, we, we have a new currency. So Euro, you know, we went from Kuna to Euro. And on our uh, one Euro coin, we have Nikola Tesla. So if you ever come to Croatia, you can find the Euro and take it with you like a big uh nikola tesla you know like uh how do you say it you know something to carry home for a, a souvenir 
souvenir. Yeah, like a good memory. <laughs> right, right. Nice. All right. Well, hey, Tesla, you've been on the podcast before, so you are familiar with the structure of the podcast. We do have a segment towards the end called the Pro Tip Inside of the Week. And that's where mm-hmm. you'll have a chance to share some trail wisdom with our listeners to make their next outdoor experience even better. So, okay. Okay. That. okay. Sure. And before we get to our first segment, um, I had the chance to talk to another Croatian on the show. His episode just came out a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Igor Dortic. Dortic, yeah. Are you familiar with him? Uh, no, I never heard about him. But okay. when you told me about him, I was a little bit Googling. Uh-huh. So, yeah, yeah, good stuff. Good, good, uh, interesting, interesting guy, definitely. Yeah, he's the race director of the uh, Adventure Race Croatia. And uh, yeah. he was also a little bit familiar with you and, and your exploits over in Croatia. So, uh, small world. Yeah, small country, Croatia it is. <laughs> small, small country. There you go. <laughs> The must bring gear review. All right. So this may be new since the last time you and I talked. We've been doing a feature called the must bring gear review sponsored by the ultralight backpacking gear company, Six Moon Designs. And here's how it works. If you were to let a stranger pack your bag with pretty much generic gear for a multi-day hike, what is the one specific piece of gear you would insist on being packed? And if you've got a particular brand for that specific piece of gear, even better. So Tesla, when you're out there on the trail, what what is that piece of gear that you have to have out there? Well, there is um, uh, several things, but uh, my favorite uh, my favorite piece of gear is uh, my sleeping bag. So I would go with my Cumulus sleeping bag, Panyam six hundred. I carried it on a Continental Divide Trail, and it just it was you know, doing the job really, really, really good. I was warm. So I like to be warm when I sleep, you know, and this, this sleeping bag was just, you know, uh, making my trail nights, especially uh, in the heights of Colorado, uh, pretty good, comfortable. And I was like, you know, this, this is good stuff. So that's a, a Polish, a European brand. So it's uh, pretty easy <clears throat> here in Europe to, to, you know, to purchase it, no taxes and stuff like that, you know, so amazing, amazing product and it's, it's high quality. So I still have it and I still use it and I'm, I'm satisfied with this uh, sleeping bag of mine. Yeah. Okay. I, I would definitely recommend it to okay. some new, newbies, like if they go on a, even, even like on a regular Hikes, you know, two, three days. Yeah, go for it. Cumulus is a good, good sleeping bag, and I love it. Good stuff. Is it is it heavy? How how much does it weigh? No, it's not heavy. I don't know uh, the pounds, but in kilos, it's around uh, nine hundred grams, and uh, it's um, good looking. You know, materials are are top notch, and when you buy the sleeping bag. There is a website, and you can you can uh, choose where do you want to put additional uh, goose uh, down, you know. So uh, I uh, my, my feet are get cold in the night, mm-hmm. so I put uh, additional down into the uh, food box, you know that part. Nice. So Smart. if the, if you if you want you know to put some 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 other 
part of the bag you can you can choose from fabrics you know different fabrics and lighter heavier you know more resistant or not so it's a it's a pretty good store and pretty good uh, products yeah i love it okay now here this is the educational portion of the podcast for our listeners out there pay, pay close attention uh, I, I'm always uh, tickled uh, uh, when we have a European guest on and we, we go back and forth trying to figure out the, the measurements and the weights uh, between the, the, uh, the metric system and the, the, uh, the imperial system. And so just doing some quick math in my head, you, you saw I didn't, I didn't write anything down. I was just uh, I was focused on you and what you were saying. But one kilo is 2.2 pounds, I believe. And so okay, if, yeah. uh, if 900 grams, a kilogram is a thousand grams. So if, if it weighs 900 grams, then that's about uh, 1.9 pounds is what it would be. Okay. Weigh. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. I think that's pretty good uh, uh, weight for a yeah. sleeping bag of that caliber. Right. Mm -hmm. Now let's talk about the care of down products, down jackets, down sleeping bags, uh, they they require different care than synthetic uh, film. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So how what, what how does that uh, how does that care differ? Uh, well, uh, you have to like wash it not like regularly, like after every hike, because it will get ruined. So you need to uh, wash it with some special formulas. You can buy I don't know nake wax or some other uh, product that uh, is specially designed for cleaning the down. Uh, you must not use the uh, softener, fabric softener. That's a no-go. And um, yeah, definitely you have to wash it in a big uh, washing machines. Mm -hmm. uh, the ones that are not like uh, put, they're not like... Uh, put down like this you know Top loaders. yeah it's uh like a front loader front loader right yeah so it's go down and you know fall down mm -hmm. so you can put some uh, tennis balls inside let the sleeping bag or down jacket have a, a lots of room so it's you know going around it must mm -hmm. not be like compressed into the into the uh, uh washing machine and afterwards, definitely, you have to put it on a, on some uh, low cycle, low heat uh, drying mm -hmm. machine, and you have to dry it as much, uh, you know, as you need to, you know, to get dry uh, as much as possible. And then you're good for a year or two, and then again, yeah, it's pretty, you know. It's expensive gear, and then you have some, you know, some doubts: should I uh, wash it or not? But you know, you have to do it after it, it gets pretty nasty after sleeping. I don't know, hundred nights uh -huh. in this in the sleeping bag or something like that. I was in Croatia. We have like this public uh, laundry service, and um, they I didn't know that so they put automatically a fabric softener and some pretty bad uh, cleaning powder. And I didn't know that. So I put it in and later on I figure out 
nothing happened. My sleeping bag is still good. Nothing's destroyed. It's fluffy. It's clean. <laughs> but I will not do it again. Next time, I will, I will clean it uh, without this automatic, uh, uh, you know, w- without the fabric softener and some regular powder for cleaning. Yeah. Right. Right now. And once you've got it clean and you've got, say, you know, five, six months before your next hike, you also should not uh, store that down product in a, in a compressed fashion. It should be no hanging on a hook or something. Uh, yeah. Make sure you don't, you don't crush the down. Yeah. I have two sleeping bags. I have uh, three uh, down jackets or four and everything is just like hanging and nothing is compressed don't do it that will destroy the goose down inside yeah definitely a good tip just let it let it be loose and just yeah okay it's a good discussion right there yeah it's the hiking pole all right let's keep talking about gear i've got a seven question survey for you call it the hiking pole and these seven questions, Tesla, are going to help me score you on a scale from one to a hundred on the <laughs> sanity scale or yeah, it's a sanity scale with, with one being a score of one would be you're completely insane and a score okay. of 100 would be you're, you're completely sane. You have to know that there's an automatic 25 point deduction before we even start for anybody who has done a long trail like the Croatian long trail. Uh, the PCT or the CDT. So already your highest score possible Tesla is 75. I have a question. Okay. So is it good to be like lower on the scale or, or higher on the scale? The lower you are on the scale, the crazier you are. Oh, so we want to be crazy, right? But yeah. Yeah. I mean, some people wear it as a badge of honor. They're, they're shooting for that low score. Others, okay. Okay. others you know, they, they had, they, they're concerned with what people might think of them. So they're, they're shooting for a high score. So it all depends on you, how you look at it. Okay. Okay. All right. So these seven questions, they're all going to be hiking related. We're going to see which side of the issue you fall on with, uh, with some of these questions. And uh, this is a totally subjective scoring system. It, uh, it's up to me on whether or not I agree with you. Okay. Cause I'm the host. And it's, and it's my podcast. So, yeah. Okay. You can do whatever you want. That's right. right. That's right. All right. Question number one, start with an easy one. Trekking poles or no trekking poles? No trekking poles. And why is that? You need an explanation. Because yeah, explanation I, is good. It, it makes the, it makes the hiking pole fun when, when the, uh, the, the guest explains the answers. Yeah. I, I was hiking Pacific Crest Trail with trekking poles and it was kind of good. I loved it, but. On Croatian Long Distance Trail, I was carrying my uh, camera. I started to film. And later on, I on Colorado Trail, I started to use camera and tripod. And on Continental Divide Trail also. So there is no space uh, for, you know, having something in my hands. when Because that's just another thing to carry when I'm filming and I'm filming a lot of times. So back, uh, my trekking poles would be in my, in my uh, backpack, you know, and it's just another heavy thing to carry. So I just started in 2018 hiking without trekking poles. And I figure out I'm not falling down 
you know, tipping overs, you know, and, you know, something saves me, the trekking pole saves No, I, I'm real on Continental Divide Trail. I never trip down. I never fall down. And I didn't have any trekking poles. The same on Colorado Trail. Um, my knees are doing great. Not problem. They're, you know, my tendons are super sturdy. You know, they're like good carrying my weight and my backpack weight. So I, I think I don't have any, any, uh, you know, need for uh, trekking poles. Yeah. Okay. Now, when I first asked the question, trekking poles or no trekking poles, I thought you said, oh yes, trekking poles. Definitely. Did you say no trekking poles? No trekking poles. No trekking poles. Okay. I was, I no. was, Okay, I misheard you at first. I'm, I was waiting as you were doing your explanation. I was waiting for it to circle around back to why <laughs> no, no. are so important. It never came. So no, big X. Okay. No, got it, got it. They're good. I mean, it's a good thing to have it, but not me. Yeah. So I, I imagine you don't have a a trekking pole tent then. I have a new Z Packs duplex, mm -hmm. and I have a carbon fiber uh, poles. Okay. They're collapsible, mm -hmm. and they're instead of trekking poles. Got it. Got it. Yep. All right. Question number two. What's on your feet out there? Is, is it boots or trail runners? Trail runners, definitely. Uh, I use Las Sportiva Wildcats, but this time on Continental Divide Trail, I was not happy. I don't know why. They were just too uh, narrow all of a sudden. And uh, I'm thinking of going in some other direction, like maybe try Hocas or I don't know, some mm -hmm. other brand, because, you know, it, I, was, I was not happy with La Sportiva 100% um, for the first time. And, you know, I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll, I'll find some other brand or some other model of La Sportivas. I don't know, but definitely uh, trail runners. Yeah. Okay. Do you think your foot got a little bit wider on that on that hike? I don't think the shoe got narrower. I think maybe your foot got a little wider. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I was just not super. Maybe, maybe I was not uh, paying too much attention about tying. You know, you know, putting the right amount of uh, tension in in a in a uh, you know when I was tying him. So I don't know. I don't know, but. You know, if if I go tomorrow and I have at home La Sportiva Wildcats, I, I go with them. It's not a problem. Mm -hmm. But I'm thinking about uh, going for some other brand. Just, you know, to see. Just to feel more comfortable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Question number three. You already answered it, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Uh, when it comes to shelter out there, are you a tent guy, tarp, hammock, bivy, or cowboy camp? Yeah, tent. I'm, I'm a tent guy. I'll, I love my protection from bugs, mm -hmm. from, uh, you know, wind, from uh, uh, from rain. So no tarp, mm -hmm. maybe in the future, maybe. Mm -hmm. uh, for now, it's a tent, definitely. Okay. Also protection. And I was... Uh, well, yeah, it's... <laughs> <laughs> it's like a house. Yeah, so, right. <laughs> uh, I I I was a I was a big Agnes uh, user. I I I have uh, Tiger Wall, but uh, recently 
I went for a Z-Pack duplex tent. Yeah. You're it's, pretty happy with that? Yeah, it's super light. And I need to, you know, it just arrived. So I need to test it once the weather gets a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Now, do your neighbors know when you get a new piece of equipment because you're setting it up in the front yard? Going to sleep in it uh, <laughs> on, on the front lawn for, for a couple of days? Well, I'm, I, I live in an apartment. Oh, so okay. it's a public park behind my, so I didn't go down there. There are a lot of dogs and cats <laughs> strolling around. So I don't want to, you know, uh, put my tent in some dog poo or something. No. So mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of disgusting, you know? So my neighbors don't know nothing about it, but if they're following me on my YouTube channel, they know. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. Question number four. Again, you already answered this, but I want to hear a little bit more, a little bit more about it. Sleeping bag or quilt? Sleeping bag. Uh, I never used quilt because I didn't have any chance to use it. I heard a lot of good things about it, uh, but I never use it. If some brand, you know, want to give it one to me, you know, just try it, review it, you know, for free. I would go for it. If my, I don't know, brother or good friend buy it, I would, I would take it for a one trip, you know, you know, just lend me so I can, you know, test it just once and then maybe I will go, but I would know, I would not, you know, buy it uh, before the sleeping bag before I tried it. Right. So it's a sleeping bag. I love it. I love, you know, this cocoon thing. Right. Uh, I I love the the warmth of sleeping bag, and yeah, it's kind of it's kind of my way uh, of camping, sleeping bag. Okay. Question number five, I believe we're on. When it comes to food out there, do you carry a stove? Do you uh, cold soak, or do you go stoveless? Uh, I used to have, and I have at home. A little titanium pot and stove and everything gas but on my last uh, hike on continental divide trail last big hike i was just carrying so much stuff that i almost injured myself big time and i said okay now i go ultralight or i don't go at all so i went on one trip uh, near my hometown here in croatia with some client he wanted me to you know to take him on three-day trip to teach him some basics of camping and being in wilderness so we went there and i was just like super light you know i was no stove no pot nothing just cold so- cold soak in some plastic container you know and that's the way i'm going in the future so it's uh, no stuff. It's it's a cold soak uh, from now on. <laughs> wow. When we're talking about about the uh, the sanity scale, I mean, cold soakers. That's that's a point deduction right there. I mean, there there's something different <laughs> about cold soakers. So if you, if you're hoping to score low, you're doing a great job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now when you ask the questions, I'm like, oh, yeah, th- this one's not good for me, right? <laughs> All right. Question number six. Uh, is life better above 
or below the tree line? Oh, this one is a tough question. Um, <laughs> if you're in Colorado, <laughs> then you then life sucks above tree line most of the time. But I love being out out there. I love being up in the mountains. But I don't like spending the nights there because of uh, the winds, high winds, exposure, yeah. uh, cold, cold, coldness, cold, colds. It's cold, right? Um, so if we go like for a hiking, definitely above the tree lines. But if you're going on a spending the night, then definitely be, uh, below the tree, tree lines. But there is another another thing here. When you're not surround, surrounded by trees, the tree cannot fall on your head, on your tent. And that's a big thing because I was hiking in Colorado multiple times and I was always afraid of tree killing me, right? So the worst thing that it can happen on the some ridge is that you will be blown away <laughs> but you will survive right and down there you can get killed by the tree so i don't know i don't know this one is tough <laughs> <laughs> this one is tough um but views and everything is up there and yeah. i will go for above tree lines okay all right. And that part about uh, trees falling, I mean, that that is a thing. It happens. We we were actually in the Sierras this past summer on the High Sierra Trail, and we were just, we were hiking. There's probably about, there's four of us, and there was, I don't know, probably 25, 30, 35 yards in between each one of us. And I was pulling up the rear, and the guy in third position, uh, we heard we heard a sound above, like this crackling sound, and he started running. And if he, if he had froze, if he had just stood there, he would have been hit by a deadfall of a, uh, a tree branch about eight feet long and about, I don't know, probably eight, 10 inches in diameter. I mean, it just came crashing down out of nowhere, right onto the trail yeah. where he'd been standing. So it's a, it's a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. When I was hiking a Colorado trail in 2019, one hiker died. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was in a tent and the tree just fell on her she died and that was a bummer and uh when i was hiking you know somewhere in the wilderness i just it was not so near me maybe 100 feet away but i heard it you know crackling you can you can feel the the ground trembling when it fell down Mm -hmm. so it was a big tree and it was uh scary you know because Okay, I'm sleeping in this forest. And yeah, and this on CDT this year, I mean, uh, in 2022, it was also uh, uh, some scary moments because you're, you know, in the forest, no living tree for, I don't know, hundreds and hundreds of feet around you. You cannot pitch your tent nowhere where there is no tree, just dead trees all over the place. And I was just like, you know, uh, in the wind, in the storm, mm-hmm. and everything's going 
bad around you. You know, it's it's just bad overall feeling. Mm -hmm. And you know, at some point, you just need to go into the tent and you know say your prayers. And you know, if it happens, you know, dang it. Sounds like some type two fun right there. Yeah, yeah, no fun, definitely. <laughs> and in Colorado, a lot of dead trees. So it mm -hmm. was, it was, it, it was sketchy, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Question number seven. Last question in the hiking poll. Mm -hmm. uh, what's more important, pack weight or luxury items? A good question. Uh, another tough one. <laughs> mm. uh, before, I would say luxury. Uh, but now I will go for a uh, wait. Wait. Okay. Yeah, because uh, I had a really tough time on Continental Divide Trail. People were watching me, other hikers, and they were like, you're crazy, man. And I was like, I know, but you know, nobody will film this movie. I have to do it. I have to carry all of this shit. So uh, I had like five kilos of filming gear so you can maybe put it in pounds you're better at it it's 11 pounds i believe 11 so some hikers have like 11 pounds or 10 pounds of base weight right right so i was carrying a, another another one's base weight atop of my own uh backpack so it was really it was really tough and i was having really tough time especially in colorado and uh when i came home i even you know when i was still in wyoming i said like no way man uh i'm i'm quitting uh the true hiking i'm done so that was my state of my soul you know of my that's how bad it was yeah yeah that's how bad it was and then you know, when I came to and, you know, a few months later, I was like, okay, okay, not so bad, not so bad. Take it easy, but go light, go light, Nicola, and everything's going to be better. So, yeah, uh, definitely wait top of uh, luxury items. So Tesla's been converted to an ultralight backpacker now. <laughs> yeah, from super heavy one because, <laughs> yeah, I was, you know, doing i mean you will see the movie mm -hmm. um i think it's a pretty unique piece of work i think there's no uh, hiking movie that uh, addresses this topic of hardships and i think i, I did a great job uh, okay. i don't want to be you know humble and say eh, maybe it's good no this is a good movie oh man i can't I, wait i did a really good job I did a lot of effort and a lot of love uh, I put into this project and uh, I'm proud how it turned out. The music for the documentary is mm -hmm. all originally made for a movie by my friend and colleague. Uh, he's a musician, professional, and he did an amazing job. Amazing job. Music is stunning. Mm -hmm. When you hear it, You'll be like, wow. So, uh, you know, great shots, good story. On top of that, stunning music mm -hmm. and some good storytelling. So, you know, it was, it was worth it 
you know, to carry all of that gear and to make the sacrifice. My true hike uh, uh, was suffering from because of that. I didn't right. finish the trail. I just I finished my trail in uh, on a border with Wyoming. Mm-hmm. And I said, that's enough. I, I need to keep my uh, physical health, uh, you know, good. I, I must not injure myself. So, you know, if I didn't filming, if I wasn't filming and doing that, I would make it to the end. But this was just too much. And But in the end, everything turned out well. Okay. Now, why do I hike the first one? was Mm -hmm. just amazing it was fantastic are you saying that this one is even better yeah this is a better movie wow okay definitely (laughs) definitely better movie it 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 has 85 minutes Mm -hmm. so it's longer you know more meat inside you know more stuff right it has six chapters um i'm talking about heat water discomfort mountains loss and uh, breakdown so uh i have some other hikers you know telling their stories inside and uh, a lot of um, pretty pretty good filming stuff you know drone shots i i was carrying really really good i mean i have it here Mm -hmm. i was carrying this a thing with me right so this is really heavy this is a stereo microphone mm-hmm. this is a big uh, lenses and gh5 lumix camera yeah. so this is this is pretty heavy it was in my hands all the time with yeah. tripod so for those of you who are listening and not, and not watching he's holding up a a very nice heavy camera with a, a microphone mounted on top of it yeah and it yeah. was a uh, it was a uh, uh, all, all the time uh, along with the tripod and I was carrying in my hand mm-hmm. because if you put it in a backpack uh, and you see something interesting, you're just too tired and too lazy right. to That's right. put the, yeah. the backpack down, yeah. take the camera and then film it. No, you have to carry it in the hands. So I was carrying it all the time, filming stuff, you know, trying to capture all the hardships and, and uh, things there, you know, Mm-hmm. coming in front of me when i was hiking this really really tough trail yeah now tesla i know we've been talking about uh the film we're gonna get back to that a little bit i think you've been going on about the film because you don't want to hear your score on the hiking pool but uh i've, I've got to do some <laughs> math here we finished oh, all yeah. the questions uh let's, let's me with you, it let's get you a score um stand by i do some math i gotta carry the three we're gonna divide by pi uh, going to multiply that by root three, and we're going to make a slight adjustment for a uh, a windy day on the coast of Croatia, and I come up with a score of 37. Three, oh, 37 craziness. Yeah. So that's more crazy than sane. Oh, yes. Yes. Substantial. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I think your uh, poll is uh, good uh, <laughs> <laughs> because, uh, yeah, people usually think i i am a little bit crazy so this is this is a little bit crazy score so yeah yeah good yeah. good uh friends calculation family, here friends and family would hear the score of 37 and say yeah that's about right that, uh, that sounds yeah yeah nice. yeah okay <laughs> yeah I, i'm i was just uh on a on a lunch just a few hours ago and uh 
we met this uh, my girlfriend and myself we met this uh, her friends in this pizza place and i went on the toilet and when i was there uh, they were like can we ask him about the, his trips because they know you know and my girlfriend is like yeah yeah you can ask him you know so i i get back and they're like starting asking questions so i'm i'm talking about my adventures you know and about my cougar en- uh, encounter black bear encounters you know wolf encounters uh, crazy storms stuff like that so and i'm speaking pretty you know like my my emotion is pretty low i'm flat you know not excited because this is like really normal thing to me it's i'm not you know super excited by by those things because you know it's kind of it it gets it it starts to become your you know natural thing you know okay you know it's it was nasty storm on you know 13000 feet and it was lightning yeah it was scary you know and people are like, oh, tell me more. You know, like, yeah, you know, it's, you know, some lightning was there. So we had to go down, not to get killed. And, you know, they cannot grasp that. So they're like, how can you be so calm? And I'm like, yeah, that's, you know, you have to be a little bit crazy. So, yeah, they think I'm, I'm a little bit crazy. And, yeah, it's a it's fun thing to, you know, to see that when people think you're crazy. Absolutely. You know, Alex Honnold. You know, do you know who he is? The, uh, the yes, climber, right. He the crazy him. guy. He's he's really crazy, right? <laughs> but I was just reminded of him when you, when you spoke about this because you have to imagine. I mean, he if you watch Free Solo, he's up there on the side of that mountain with nothing. He's up he's up climbing El Capitan with with nothing, and he is so calm and not flustered, uh, very steady. And you have to wonder yourself, you know what gets this guy excited? I mean, what, what, what makes him scared? If that doesn't scare you, I mean, what in the world would scare you? Yeah. I don't know. I was watching that movie in a plane when I was flying to San Francisco. And I remember thinking like this guy, uh, he has some emotional, you know, that Chinese guy, emotional damage. (laughs) something's not right with this guy i mean in in a positive way not not in a negative yeah. way because he makes the 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 maximum out of it right yeah uh, he's going through this grueling excitement excitements and he's like super cold you know and mm-hmm. making his you know mind focused and he's like okay i'm doing this or i'm not doing this now i'll do it later so yeah he's he's um, one kind of a type of guy yeah he's built differently yeah so, yeah yeah that's that's and, and that's something different advantage, right yeah that's great yeah and he he deserves every penny and every every uh you know media uh minute of time he he deserves it he's a great guy and i i think i've said this before i'm watching that movie in an imax theater it's just this huge screen with a, a buddy of mine and I know how the movie ends. I know that he does it right. It's it's not a secret that he's he he does. It. Yeah, yeah. And still, I can barely watch the screen. I am so uncomfortable, and you know, I've got my 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 hands over my eyes. I'm looking through my fingers at some of these these shots. It's just unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Same here. I was watching and like, oh man, <laughs> this is not easy to watch, man. This is this is something. Yeah. All right. Um, 
Let's take a quick break. When we come back from the break, we'll do a, a quick recap of uh, some of your past adventures. I know we've talked a little bit about your Continental Divide Trail uh, hike from last year. We'll, we'll cover, cover some more stories from there. But I really want to hear about why do I hike two hardships of a through hike. So stay tuned for that. We'll be right back. From the backcountry to the backyard, we believe everyone deserves the highest level of protection. Since 1984, Sawyer Products offers the best, most technologically advanced solutions for protection against sun, bugs, and water, using time-released liposome technology, topical insect repellents, and new standards in water filtration. And with every Sawyer product you buy, you are helping to provide clean water through 140 charities in 80 countries with their long-lasting water filters. Every Sawyer product you buy is an investment in our common humanity. Choose Sawyer and keep the adventure going, knowing that their products have been tested and chosen by those who count on serious protection on the trail all day long. Six Moon Designs has been innovating ultralight backpacking gear for the past 20 years. With a wide range of products ranging from ultralight shelters to backpacks and accessories like their extensive line of trekking umbrellas, Six Moon Designs is sure to have a great piece of gear for your needs. With the company philosophy being that gear should aid one's experience, not define it, Six Moon Designs thinks the more time people spend outside the natural world, the better off this world will be. And remember, go wild, live young. This episode is sponsored by Jolly Gear. Are you tired of compromising between the ventilation of a button down and the full protection of a sun hoodie? With the Triple Crown button down, you can have the best of both. Plus, their fun standout patterns will have you the talk of the trail. Visit them at jollygear.com. Through hiker owned, Jolly Gear, where fun meets functional. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money, all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer, so no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then, you can distribute your pod podcast to Spotify, and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel like my creativity has raised to another level. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com backslash podcasters to get started. And welcome back. We are talking to Nikola Horvat, a.k.a. Tesla. Um, and we, we just went through the hiking pole. Has got some great answers, great score there for, I think, an appropriate score for, for Tesla. <laughs> and uh, we, we heard some stories along the way, which is, which is great. Let's just remind our listeners, if, if they have not listened to your first episode on the podcast, they go back and find it in season two. Uh, we talked about your PCT through hike back in 2016. And I believe at that time, correct me if I'm wrong, Tesla, were you the first Croatian to complete the PCT? 
Yeah, yeah. I was the first one in 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was. Uh, I started on uh, April of 23rd, and I finished on 2nd of October that year, and it was an amazing and life-changing journey. Yeah. And from that experience, you went back to Croatia and said, you know, we need to have something like this in our country. Yeah. To work. Yeah. I was like, man, we have some beautiful mountains and beautiful hiking trails in Croatia. But if you want to hike for, I don't know, two months, no way. I mean, you could do it, but eventually you will get to the road. You always, you know, you always go to the road if you're like going, you know, for long, long hikes without certain, you know, track, certain trail. And I was like, okay, let's make some association. I will, you know, gather some like-minded people mm-hmm. and let's do this. So yeah, uh, some 10 to 15 people fluctuated and we made it. And uh, we made some uh, uh, like trails on a computer, on GPS maps, and we're like, okay, in 2018, I will do it. I will hike it. And I did it. I was recording my GPS track. And then we collaborated with Far Out app, got hooks at the time. And they said yes. And they they took our GPS track. And now we have a Far Out app, uh, our trail in the Far Out app, right? So you can purchase it. And uh, from then, from 2018, the trail has changed a lot. Uh, Myself and my hiking buddies from association, we were like going back and forth in Croatia, searching for better options because sometimes you're on the road, you know, to connect two trails or two mountains. But in these five years, We've, we've found really a lot of new trails, new, new exciting uh, uh, off-trail, off-road paths and trails that we incorporated into the Croatian Long Distance Trail. So from the year to year, it's better and better. So I'm planning to hike it again because this is now a completely different trail than in right. 2018. It's much better now. So I need to do it again. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'll do it. Nice. Now, in, in preparing for this episode today, I, I'll have you know, I did not. I did not go back and listen to the first episode that you were on. But I just know um, we had a very memorable conversation. And I, I have brought up one of the points that you discussed in our episode uh, time and again with different guests. Because sometimes the topic will come up of, you know, what is more difficult on a long hike? It is, is it the physical challenge or is it the mental challenge of being out there and when we first spoke you and i uh you you had a very uh striking response to this it really stuck with me because you you talk about the the inner wilderness being the inner wilderness of our minds sometimes can be more difficult than the than the outer wilderness and i thought that was just a very poetic way to put it yeah i mean uh the inner world is 
you know, so rich with every human being. I, you know, no matter how shallow he is, it's not shallow enough to be shallow. It's it's deep within everybody, within every human. So you know, when you go to some grueling challenges, uh, you definitely need to you know fight uh, this mind of yours uh, to keep you know to keep you on the trail but on this true hike i i figure out since i was carrying so much weight i had really bad experience with my with my body and uh, this body issues you know this heavy backpack actually triggered uh, triggered my inner inner fights you know anxiety and stuff like that so it was you know it was 50 50 battle and this time this physical aspect definitely took maybe even greater uh, toll on me than um, even before on some other trails you know mm-hmm. So this time it was kind of different. Uh, my friend came to hike with me uh, in Colorado. He came in Creed. He joined me and we started to hike. And he's in a great shape, you know. He's a bigger guy and, you know, great shape. And I instinct- instinctively started to follow his pace. Right. You know. It's always about the faster one, you know. And I was pretty worn out because of the south of Colorado. It was full of snow and I was just wiped out, you know. And he came and I just, I didn't want, you know, to make his, you know, hiking in United States for the first time, you know. I didn't want him to remember it like, you know, it was bad, you know slow you know so i was just you know pushing myself after 20 days we reached uh grand lake and once we were there he went home and i continued to steamboats springs alone and when i get there i continued to wyoming border and then i said okay that's enough I went down in uh, Laramie and then back to Denver with my friend Chris. And we were like hanging around. And then we went to Steamboat Springs again with his car to make some interviews with my hiking buddies. They were there. People whom I've been hiking through all of New Mexico and some part of Colorado. So we went there. And then I figured out, man, this is Steamboat Springs. I was here 10 days earlier. So in 20 days, I left my hiking bodies 10 days behind me. Mm-hmm. So imagine the speed. Imagine the pace we had. We were killing the trail, man. Right. And it just wiped me out. I was just, you know, I was done. <laughs> yeah. So... 
that was that was something, you know. And when I get home, I, I figure out that I have hernia, a little bit hernia. Oh no, on my uh, belly. Uh huh. And but it, it's it's no big deal. It's not hurting. It's just a little, you know, bubble, not nothing too too big. But it it made me thinking, you know, you need to take care of yourself. You know, don't don't injure yourself, man. Be careful. So this crazy rhythm of hiking with this crazy backpack of mine it just killed old joy of a true hike for me so i had to leave earlier and i'm glad i did i'm glad i did yeah now why do i hike the first one uh you said it has over two million views on youtube now Almost 2 million. Yeah. Almost, almost 2 million. And I love the way it was structured. You broke up into, into different chapters. You had a voiceover narration through, through each um, is why do I hike two? I, I heard you mention earlier, you, you, uh, you, you've similarly broken it up into different chapters. Correct. Uh, why do I hike one or two, 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 you, you, two. you, you mentioned uh, the different chapter titles. Earlier, yeah, six or six, six chapter titles. And were those, six. were those chapter titles colored by your experience on the continental divide trail? I mean, did you take your experience on the CDT and that has, uh, kind of helped structure this? Why do I hike too? Well, yeah, when I started hike, I didn't had the clear idea. What do I want to, to make? I, I knew that I, I need to make. Uh, the film that it's is named Hardships of a True Hike because uh, when I was reading comments on why do I hike one, most of the comments are like, "Oh, great, amazing." There are some haters, of course, and then there's these people. They're like, "Come on, man! True hiking is not this. It's it's not just so beautiful that you you know portrayed it here. It's different." And I was like, "Yeah." You are right, but this is my point of view a few months after true hike, you know, when everything's good. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking like, yeah, maybe maybe I need to make a documentary about hardships. So I was like really determined to make documentary about these really hard times when you're having, you know, troubles, when you're thirsty, when you're cold, when you're tired and hungry. You know, when you're afraid. And I was just filming it. I was just filming, you know, whatever happened. If I was thirsty, I was filming it. If the water was shitty, full of cow shit and gross, I was filming it. You know, if it, it was snowy and I was post post hauling, I was filming it. You know, whatever happened, I was filming. And when I uh, when I came home, uh, I took a break and then I started to edit the movie and then I, it started just to form by itself. You know, that's one creative process that just goes when I'm working, you know, when I see all the materials and then it just clicks, you know, okay, this is good. This is good. Okay. I'll put this here. I'll put this here. And, you know, I just made these six chapters that I was thinking that you know this is this was the most challenging thing 
uh, every true hiker that goes on any true hike will encounter these challenges, whether it's heat, mountains, you know, water, discomfort, you know, or some other. And I was just, you know, editing and uh, music was coming as I was made. I made the chapter and then the music was composed. Then I put the music and I'm like, whoa, this is now, this is now the real thing. You know, when, when there is no music, it's like you're watching the movie without colors. You know, it's, just, it's just black and white. And then the music lift, lifts it up, you know. And this guy was uh, the composer. He was following me on my trail, you know. We had a deal even before. So he was like following, reading my blogs. So he was just inspiring himself with my journey. Yeah. So when I come back, he'll just all his emotions that he got from my journey, he'll put it in a guitar and piano and he'll mm -hmm. make the music. So he did the great job. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great idea. He had him fully immersed in your, in your journey so he just yeah. kind of soaks it all in and then it, uh, he, he can then create the, the right type of music to go with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing music mm -hmm. and it, it hits, you know, the point and he's originally a acoustic guitar player. Mm -hmm. So this acoustic guitar in the beginning, uh, basically that's my, uh, team that I came up with before I went because I'm also uh, playing a guitar and some drums and stuff like that. So I just, I play that to him and, you know, and I said, this is the main team. You do whatever you want with it, but this is the main team. And he did amazing, amazing stuff with this main team that's going through the movie. And, you know, it, it shows up every now and then. Uh, and it's called True Hiker, right? This team, and I love it. It's just you know, goosebumps goes yeah. when you hear, you know, hear it, and it's really like this acoustic American acoustic sound. Mm -hmm. I was really trying to capture the essence of this American desert, American, uh, you know, this really wild west feel. Mm -hmm. Now, with why do I hike? The first film getting some some uh, criticism for being too positive and then you setting out to do why do I hike two hardships of a through hike do you see the two the two documentaries being kind of a complete picture of through hiking because because it, it it's it's not all it's not all highs it's not all beauty and, and great things and it's not all hardships either I mean it, there's there are there are moments of, of just unbelievable beauty out there so with the two of these, together are they kind of the the comprehensive view of through hiking yeah i think it is uh as much as some movie can bring this kind of uh, adventure you know on the screen you cannot do it you know there's no this smells of mountains the breeze on your face you know definitely something is lacking on every movie but i think this is this series of two is definitely, uh, I think, the closest some documentary, mm -hmm. uh, you know, is getting uh, to picture the real stuff. 
this is like the extreme on the one side and the first sequel is the extreme on the one, uh, other side and there is in between you know whole a lot of things uh but i was imagine imagining the, the second sequel the sequel mm-hmm. just the like something that goes with the first sequel not that there is one film and it's over no you have one and two and that's the reason why it's called why do i hike two mm-hmm. so you have to watch the one and if you watch the one you will get the reasons why you do this oh it's beautiful yeah it's beautiful right. but now you will see the bad things about true hikes and how it things can go really wrong mm-hmm. so you know one and another go together that's that was my basic idea because i gave my i gave uh, a movie to some of my friends uh, some of uh, movie industry people here in croatia and um you know to see to to give me some critique right you know some some feedback and most of them were like oh this is tough man to watch this is no easy you know this is why why are why are you doing this you know and i'm like okay you have to watch this first sequel <laughs> definitely but uh people in croatia those people from industry they don't know, know nothing about hiking this is a movie um in the first place for hikers for hiking community i am part of hiking community i i even uh i believe that i'm part of american hiking community being a true hiker on several uh, big hiking trails in the united states on continental divide trail people are like oh this is the guy from why do i hike you know so my movie is some kind of a reference when you go on a true hike you watch this movie right so i was really proud about that so i i become i became a part of american hiking culture and uh, this movie is made for for them for american hiking community first of all and then for everybody else who can understand it and that was my intentional goal i was i was trying to make like the the, the wide thing you know so some guy from croatia that never leaves town can watch it and say wow look at this it's pretty cool maybe i can do it yes but my first intention was true hiking true hiking community they will watch it and they will go like yeah i understand this guy i understand this moment i understand this speech and this look in his eye that was me on the trail also and i think that's uh, that that's something that i will be satisfied with if if people you know cor- correlate with the movie yeah tesla that had to be so cool being out there on the trail and someone recognizing you and saying this is the guy from why do i hike i mean what what a <laughs> moment i mean that it had to give you chills yeah i was it was this one great moment i met this hiking couple they they're married amanda and christopher and you know we were seeing each other off and on here and there 
And at some point we started to talk and, you know, okay. And they didn't bring it on in the beginning, but later on when we get better, we, we were, and that was the last time we, we were hiking together. We, we, we hike, hiked into Crete and we went on some um, restaurant to eat something. And then they told me like, you know, Amanda, Christopher was saying like, Amanda, when she saw you for the first time, she was like, this is the guy from that YouTube video, you know, Tesla, Tesla is his name. And Christopher, he, he has, uh, he has glasses and he's like, no, no. And first time they hit Wi-Fi, they went to, to search for why do I hike? And she was like, you see, that's him. That's him. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, yeah, that's him. That's Tesla. And then, then, you know, and then there was this guy from a warrior hike. Uh, he was, um, he was in uh, this, how do you call it? Lottery system. He was picked up by warrior hike and he was super happy. He was telling, telling me that. And when he was preparing himself for a true hike, because it's his first big true hike, you know, continental divide trail, not, not a, an easy thing. And he told me, my wife and me, we were watching your movie. And we were getting inspired, both of us, you know. So, yeah, it was it was great feeling, you know, because I know when I was preparing myself for Pacific Crest Trail, my big first through hike, I was watching all the videos. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing, you know, to see, to, to be inspired by something. And then, you know, especially... I remember when I was I was watching these red beard videos in 2016, and when I got to the uh, PCT days in Cascade Locks, he was there on ZPEX uh, stand, and I was like, "Whoa, look at him!" And it was like a brother, you know. We were giving each other a hug, you know. Oh, come on, man! I was watching your videos, amazing. So yeah, it, it's it's some kind of a special feeling when you see somebody from uh, you know from youtube or some other documentaries on the trail right right yeah I, <clears throat> I keep waiting for my moment where i'm just walking in the neighborhood somewhere and someone says oh that's that's doc from the from the john frick and your pod <laughs> yeah, yeah i'm waiting i'm waiting hey i've got a i've got a chicken and egg question for you um, okay you, you've heard the question before what, what, what came first the chicken or the mm-hmm. egg right so yes this is i, I know how much uh, expectation plays in our experience if you go out there expecting that you only have to hike four miles and then you find out it's going to be eight miles, you could have hiked eight miles, no problem. But because in your mind, you're thinking, okay, it's four miles. And now, now you find out you're only halfway there. I mean, that could be really frustrating, right? So, so expectation plays a big role in how things work for, for us in our minds. Um, when you did the first documentary, Why Do I Hike? I believe a lot of that took place on the Colorado Trail, Correct. Yes. Yeah. And did you did you have a good time on the Colorado Trail? Was that experience just an awesome experience for you? <laughs> well, when I was hiking Colorado Trail, I carried a lot of video equipment as well. Mm-hmm. So that was a bummer. Yeah. Uh, and the second thing, I was for the first time in Colorado hiking. Mm-hmm. You know, on this, uh, it's it's completely different uh, weather pattern mm-hmm. than California or uh, Oregon right 
maybe it's similar to Washington, <clears throat> but not quite. So I was kind of surprised by weather. You know, it hit me by surprise. Uh, when you start, it's it's pretty hot in the beginning. It's low. Mm-hmm. So I was hiking in um, August, and it was, and then all of a sudden you hit these mountains after Kenosha Pass. I think it was, and then it started to get rainy every day. You know, this afternoon monsoons and stuff like that. Okay. So I was kind of surprised. I was enjoying myself. But at the moment, I was lonely and surprised. Yeah, I was. Okay. All yeah. right. So I asked, I asked that question because you, you, you kind of got some criticism on why do I hike about it being too positive and it wasn't, didn't show the real side of through hiking. And so my question to you was going to be, okay, now you're going to do the CDT. You've got in your head that you want to do a documentary about the hardships of through hiking. Did that then set an expectation in your mind that this was going to be a difficult hike and you started looking for the negative things in hiking and is that why i mean did that in some way contribute to the difficulty of your hike just going in with this this uh, preconceived notion of okay i'm doing a documentary on hardships and so this is going to be no okay i i knew i had like three through hikes before the continental divide trail and i know it's freaking heavy and tough no matter how lightweight you are, mm-hmm. it's tough. So I was just going for that tough moments, you know, let's go for it and record it. But I want to have fun also. I want to enjoy myself. I want to meet some good people. I want to experience the nature. I want to experience animals. I want to experience, you know, this time shift when you don't know what's the, the day of a week you know when you're just like oh it's sunday really i i thought that it's wednesday man and and stuff like that you know so i was and i had pretty good time in new mexico but it was tough but i had some tough times in new mexico but also a good times and also in colorado but you know this hardship thing it's just never easy and it's uh it just uh it's part of true hiking you cannot go on a true hike with a thought of having fun and period that's it right no no and that's the reason i i made hardships of a true hike because i knew it if that was my first true hike i would never do hardships because i didn't know nothing but now i know after 35 days of hiking something has to happen man on the trail either weather or you have some i don't know shin splints or some other pains blisters headache you're cold you're hot you know whatever and i just need to record it and it's gonna be a good documentary Yeah, that's why we say, you know, one of the taglines of the, of the podcast is embrace the suck. I mean, you have to, we, yeah. we talk to a lot of people about the importance of being comfortable, being uncomfortable. I mean, you have to, you have to learn to kind of live with that level of discomfort. Yeah. I mean, uh, discomfort is never easy uh, and I don't like it. And it's, it's, you know, embrace the suck. Um uh, that's even that that's 
it's it sounds better than what you definitely find on the on the trail you know embrace is like yeah it, it sounds good right <laughs> yeah. well it's not good <laughs> it really sucks uh, and you you cannot that's the worst part you cannot embrace it that's my that's my 50 cents about it you cannot embrace the suck i mean it sounds cool but you cannot embrace it because uh i mean i cannot embrace it maybe you can but i cannot embrace it when it sucks i'm down uh i don't feel good and you know i just think about getting to the town eating a burger you know getting to some good room you know just having a hot shower or whatever so i cannot embrace it and uh i just you know i live it through you know it sucks and you have to go through it and it's gonna suck even more i remember this on on, on continental divide trail it was uh, northern colorado and i was uh just beneath uh, the in the tree line of uh park view outlook yeah and it was really bad weather i was in my tent and i had some uh 5g so i was like looking for a forecast and i've seen like this this weather tomorrow is unbelievably bad but I don't have any food to stay here, you know, and chill into the intent. And I'm in the dead tree forest. I don't want to chill here and get killed. You know, I have to go. So I was like, okay, the, the rain starts at seven. I wake up at 5.30, at six, I go. And I, I woke up and it was not raining. So I started to go. And at some point when I reached, you know the first ridge it started to get really windy and the rain started and my uh, my poncho rain poncho just started to you know, flap around you know because i didn't uh, i didn't uh, tighten it and my uh, poncho from head you know went down and you know i was just making a battle with this poncho and somehow I made it to the top and it was, it's, it sucked. And then inside there is a park view, uh, this little house. So I went in and there was like two hikers there and we were like, you know, talking a little bit. And then we continued to hike on and, you know, this wind was just unbearable. It was so cold and we were like wet and terrible terrible time and you just think you know i need i need just push i just need to push this through and it's gonna be better and that night it was raining heavily and in the morning when i woke up it was sunny it was sunny weather and i was in this just like some kind of a big ditch you know so no no sun for me at this point so i gather my stuff i went on and when i reached the ridge the sun hit me and that was moment you know it's some kind some kind of a revelation some kind of a grace that you feel when you feel the warmth of a sun on your face 
for the first time in, I don't know, one week or five days. Uh, and you're finally warm, you know, and you finally feel the, the sun. Amazing. And then all this suck that you experienced <clears throat> becomes your victory, you know, and you're like, yeah, it was tough, but I made it. And now I get a reward. And that's a little, little victory for you that just like carry you on. And, you know, it's a good feeling and it's great, great, uh, like, um, gratitude school school of gratitude right you're so happy for the sun you know mm -hmm. we take right. we, we, we take for granted a lot of things That's one right. of one of that thing is sun and then you you watch that sun and like oh man it feels so good yeah just you, sun nothing else you beat me to the punch there tesla i was gonna say i, I was gonna get philosophical with you and our listeners right now because i think it goes very well with your why do I hike one and why do I hike two? This complete package. What you just described is, is the complete package. I think people who walk in the sunlight every single day and don't experience that hardship, they, they take it for granted. They, 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 don't, they don't understand what they have. But when you've been through the hard times, when you've been through the suck and you finally get to that ridge and the sun hits you, comparatively, I mean, just those two extremes – you you so greatly appreciate that sunshine even more and that's and that that's what makes the high moments so high is when you've experienced the low moments the suck yeah and that moment is precious yeah this is really like moment that changes your perspective on uh, life on hike on uh, these challenges this suck time right so it's definitely, you know, moments of, uh, of grace. Yeah. Yeah. I think, definitely. I think we've also broken the record on this episode for the most times we've said the word suck. So it's just it, <laughs> every, every time we say suck now, it just adds to the record it's doing it, doing a great job. Okay. <laughs> nice. Hey, Tesla, Tesla, tell us uh, when can we expect to see why do I hike two hardships of a through hike and where can we see it? Well, <clears throat> uh, first of all, uh, the world premiere is in Croatia, in Zagreb, uh, beginning of uh, February. And I mean, anybody can come to be open doors, maybe some fee entrance, but it's going to be uh, in Zagreb. Then I will try, uh, I will send the documentary on some festivals. Uh I need to, you know, I must not publish my documentary on YouTube while my film is on festivals because most of the festivals will eliminate, you know, my movie because it's publicly, you know, approachable if it's on YouTube and you cannot compete. Uh, this festival uh, awards or uh, selections are a really big thing for my movie because it, it gives me some credibility to the viewer. You know, if you see three, four uh, awards, you are likely to watch it. It's likely more likely to watch it. So uh, definitely a big thing. And I can sell it uh, more easily to some uh, VOD 
platforms or uh, maybe national television here in Croatia and stuff like that. And once, uh, and, and of course, I will, I will do some um, Croatia, maybe Bosnia, Slovenia, uh, you know, some uh, public uh, presentations of, of the movie. And then once I do all that, it's going to go public on YouTube for everybody to see it. So I guess in a year, unfortunately. Oh, man. Yeah. That's going to be a tough wait. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll be on pins and needles until then. Fantastic. What, what <laughs> yeah. is the, I know, with, I know you've got all this going on, but do you have any future hiking adventures planned? Well, I would like to go back on CDT and finish it, um, but in opposite direction. So from a Canadian border in Montana, all the way back to Wyoming, Colorado border. Okay. Doing I would like to do that. Yeah, yeah. I would like to do it. <clears throat> um, another thing is Croatian long distance trail. That's right. Again, <laughs> it's a new trail. <laughs> mm -hmm. Basically, uh, I would like to do it also in uh, the opposite direction from uh, seaside, from the coast, all the way to the east of country. Uh, I would like to go uh, in Iran, Islamic Republic of Iran. I have a friend there. He lives there and he invited me for a hike uh, in the Iranian wilderness. So I would like to go there. That's some plan in the future. Mm -hmm. I mean, nowadays, Iran is going pretty radical. So, but my friend says it's it's not dangerous to go there, at least not being American, <laughs> right? Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I was planning to do uh, even a Jordan Trail mm -hmm. in uh, Republic of Jordan or Kingdom. I don't know what they are. And uh, <clears throat> mm -hmm. yeah, they have, they have a king and queen. So uh, that's interesting trail that I'm looking for. It's... Uh, the trail that goes in this Petra. I was going to say, does that does that go by Petra? That that had yeah, yeah, incredible to see. So amazing, and I'm I'm a really big fan of desert, mm -hmm. so I think it would be cool to hike uh, Jordan Trail also. So those are some ideas, mm -hmm. and I will see. Well, <laughs> I will that, see. That, all of that and the film should keep you very busy. So that's uh, that's great. Full plate. All yeah. Right. Tesla, you know where we are right now? Where? The Pro Tip Insight of the Week. That's right, yeah. Half-Calf. It's the Pro Tip Insight of the Week. It's time for Tesla to share some trail wisdom with our listeners. What do you have for us? Well, uh, I would go with my latest uh, discoveries that I discovered for my, myself. And that is, uh, that is uh, basically the weight of a backpack. Um uh, usually people uh, that don't have lightweight backpacks and have some luxury items, they cannot imagine hiking without them, right? And that was my story with uh, stove and uh, pot. I was like, no way, man. I need my hot ramen in the in the night. I just need it. But then I tried to hike it without it. And that's my pro tip. Just once 
go without your luxury item just once and just feel it how do you feel is it good no good just be open and maybe you will get rid of some <clears throat> uh, s word that you not need <laughs> right so maybe you know if you have i don't know a big book you know <clears throat> i need to read well, you don't. <laughs> so try to go without your book and maybe you will, you know, figure out that basically you can, you know, watch the stars in the evening. You know, you can listen to the birds. You can watch the sunset or whatever and keep your mind, uh, you know, occupy, occupied by something else that it's beautiful just as your book or something else, just like my stuff that I just ditched. I said no, and it was good. I felt no problems with my cold soup. It was a bit of, it was just like some kind of a challenge that I'm, you know, killing. Like, oh, this is good. I'm good. I don't have, I don't have to carry shit. I don't have to boil the water. I just, you know, put this inside. I eat it. I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm feeling good. Not, not a problem. And what's the best thing about this is when you go back to the uh, society in, in the town, the food tastes even better. Oh, that's right. Because it's, it's, that's the whole comparative part, right? I mean, that's yeah, the, yeah. walking in the low moments and now you've got, you've got warm food. Yeah. And now, you know, oh, it's not just the tasty food. It, now it's the warm tasty yeah. food. Yeah. So yeah, you can find a benefit in uh, <clears throat> trying to, test yourself by you know just once taking your favorite heavy part of the gear out of the backpack and try it how you know yeah i hear what you're saying there tesla i want i want you to come back on for another episode uh, after you've got a thousand miles under your belt of cold soaking and uh tell us yeah tell us what that's like so <laughs> maybe right. i'll go back you know <laughs> All right. So there you have it. That's it. This episode is just about in the books. Hope our listeners enjoyed our time with Tesla. I want to thank him for joining us this week. Tesla, how can our listeners keep up with you on social media and where can they find updates on your latest adventures? Well, I have my uh, YouTube channel. It's called Nikola Horvat Tesla. <clears throat> Usually I post, you know, once a month or two times a month, some, some content. So that's a good start place to start. Uh, Facebook, uh, Nikola Horvat Tesla Tesla Creative that's my page uh, Instagram Nikola Horvat Tesla so whatever you know just type Nikola Horvat Tesla and uh, <clears throat> things will pop up in a Google okay remember to check out the pod on social media as well we are on Facebook YouTube Instagram Twitter and TikTok and if you have comments or clips you want to share with me you can send it to me at johnfreakamir at gmail.com the adventure media recommendation Tesla, I'm also looking for you, uh, for you to share a recommendation for a book, a movie, documentary, some kind of adventure media out there that's going to help our listeners stay connected to the trail. I'm just going to go ahead and stipulate that everybody should watch Why Do I Hike? What else besides uh, that great documentary do you have for us? Any recommendations for adventure media? Um, yeah, I, I just need to find the, the movie that I was watching the other day. Um, uh, just a moment. Sure. Um, uh, Tesla is okay. seriously typing into the Google. 
to find yeah this, uh, so the, the film is called alone across the arctic oh yep alone across the arctic i was watching the, the movie the other day and it kept kept me <clears throat> stuck stuck to the you know to the screen for uh, i don't know hour and a half so it's a good thing the guy uh, going uh, alone across uh, canadian tundra mm -hmm. experiencing um, different kinds of challenges you know some bears wolves uh, cold uh, weather is it a know. documentary it's a documentary the guy okay. is going with, with his kayak mm -hmm. you know he's kayaking but a lot of times he has to carry kayak and all of his stuff across right. some bridges of uh, tundra and it's it's really interesting uh, thing you can you can see uh, uh, the real adventure you know from the first uh, person perspective yeah right we'll have to check that out alone across the arctic yes good thing good stuff okay what have we not asked you? And before we wrap things up today, I've got one more segment for you called What Have I Not Asked You That You're Dying to Tell Us About? What, what, did, we, what did we miss today? Uh, <clears throat> what have we missed? Well, we were like talking about most of issues and stuff I'm going through lately. So, yeah, maybe, I don't know. We covered everything, man. We covered it all. Okay. <laughs> we nice. covered it all. Yeah. Check. Very good. All right. Yeah. Well, that good is interview. a wrap. That is, thank you. That is a wrap from the John Freaky Mirror studio. Any shout outs to friends and family, Tesla? Uh, I would like to say hello to my hiking friends and buddies from uh, United States that I was hiking with on Continental Divide Trail. You know, uh, I would like to say thank you to Chris Stiles, caveman. He was really helpful. He was scary, uh, driving me around and helping me. And Ljubica and Grant from Denver, they uh, helped me a lot. And uh, every other hiker or trail angel I, I bumped into on the trail, uh, like Nita in Pytown or other trail angels. Thank you. And hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for tuning in. Always remember the trail is the trail. It doesn't care if you want to go downhill. It doesn't care if it's almost dark and you're looking for a campsite. It doesn't even care if you've been carrying five kilos of camera equipment to film your next documentary. The trail is the trail. Embrace the sock. Even if Nikola Tesla Horvat doesn't doesn't believe in embracing the sock. Embrace the sock. Bye.